You know, having sensitive skin makes finding skincare products so difficult. It is. But today's sponsor, OneSkin, makes it easy. Their topical supplements are formulated with soothing ingredients and natural antioxidants. And they're gentle enough to use every day, even if you have sensitive skin. And it was founded by an all-female team of scientists. OneSkin's products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without all the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products. In a third-party 12-week clinical study performed by third-party research organization OS01 Face was clinically proven to strengthen the skin barrier, improve skin health markers, and diminish visible signs of aging. Like wrinkles were diminished in 87% of users. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company by focusing on the cellular aspects of aging one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer get started today with 15 percent off using code tco at oneskin.co that's 15 percent off oneskin.co with code tco after your purchase they'll ask you where you heard about them please support the show and tell them we sent you so when I was going through that time, my sister called me and she said, you know what? I have a, a girlfriend who's been through, she's not going through it anymore, but she went through exactly what you're going through. Her husband's a doctor. Here's what medicine she's taking and she wants to talk to you. So I talked to her and she gave me all this advice and she pretty much was like pep talking me like, this is not going to be forever. You will not feel this way forever. It's you're going to get through this. And I would periodically text her if I was having a really bad day or whatever. And now I had a girlfriend text me just yesterday that said, I have a friend that's going through a really hard time and she wants to know what you went through. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm on the other side of this. This is so (laughs) nice. And now I can help someone else. And so a lot of moms go through it and I'm really keen on talking about it because a lot of people don't talk about it and they think that there's shame in getting help or taking medication. And I'm just like, you know what? It's not going to hurt you. It's only going to help you. And if you need that, do it. Do whatever is going to make you a better you and more happy. It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. In, set yourself free. Come on and take a ride with me. You know what you need to know and what's it all about. Everything you need, it's on the clip out. Welcome to the clip out episode 180. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Hi. Well, what was that noise for? I don't even know. I haven't even done anything yet. <laughs> and I'm getting harumphed. I'm still in like workout work mode. Work mode? I wish I was in workout mode. <laughs> no, I was in work mode. Sheesh. Surprised you're not down here like in a pencil skirt with your. <laughs> not when I'm working for home. F that. Well, that's true. F that. <laughs> Especially when I'm not working from home. <laughs> Don't put on the pencil skirt when I'm not around. <laughs> so uh, I guess we should probably plug right here. Just well, one last time. This is uh, your last chance. This is it. To uh, win a pink Peloton. So remind me, they're they're going to do the drawing because this is through another company. It's it's a third party right. called Rally Up. Which uh, in case you're curious, Rally Up is a website that does uh, raffles and sweepstakes. This is technically legally a sweepstakes. We should be clear. But for... Things just like this, they draw the winner, and that way you know that it's legit. 
Yeah, they keep it like they keep all the money and everything. It's like a third party holding. Yeah. And uh, that shows everybody that every everything is kept on an up and up basis. Like it's all very transparent. Correct. So they have to wait like three days just in case people mail it in. Right. Because right? you could you you can also enter for free, which is what makes it a sweepstakes. And right. you have to mail in like a three by five card or kind of like the Frito-Lay sweepstakes right. back in the day. Right. And uh, and so it takes a little you they have to allow a time uh, for, you know, mailing mail in ballots. <laughs> uh Oh, did I just start a <laughs> did I start a shit storm? <laughs> so i'm just uh, i'm just not we're gonna we're gonna count those after the fact because that's how we roll that's how we at roll the clip out so um uh so yeah we've partnered up with the national breast cancer foundation and and they do lots of wonderful things for people who find themselves in that situation and and we have a one-of-a-kind custom pink peloton only one in the world. Only one. And so if you go to theclipout.com slash pink, you can donate money and you'll get uh, more entries into the the pot mm-hmm. based on how much money you donate. Or you yeah. can get your one for free with writing a letter. Well, I'm I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm crossing my fingers that we cross the $8,000 mark because we are really close to it yeah and so october 31st is the last day it ends in october it's for the month of october so uh this will come out on a friday so you'll have basically like about 24 36 hours from the time this first drops so if you're listening to this on sunday you missed your window i mean Mm -hmm. i guess you could still send them money they'll take it um but you can't get entered into the contest. So we, we should have a winner in time for next week's episode. We should. So there you go. Once again, if you want to throw some money in the in the pot, it's theclipout.com slash pink. See you there. So now that we've done all that, what do you have in store for people this week? Well, we're going to uh, talk about a whole lot of things. Uh, we're going to talk about what's going on with Peloton and stock market. We're going to talk about the earnings call coming up. Okay. And then there's a ton of fun things going on with the instructors. Everybody's getting very creative for Halloween. Lots of quick hits. Lots of quick hits. This is going to be like boom, quick, boom, boom. Quick hits with two eyes. <laughs> See what you there? We're getting your heart rate up. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. What was that? I'm helping people get their heart rates up. Oh, uh-huh. showing a little skin. Got a little sexy there for the people on YouTube. <laughs> Um, and then there's some fun stuff in the news to cover too. Uh, so I, I think that's about it. Okay. Well, before we get to all that shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeart, TuneIn, wherever you get your podcasts, you can find us. Uh, while you're there, be sure and subscribe so you never miss an episode. And also, if you would be so kind, you could leave us a review. We love reviews. And it just kind of gets like leaving, a, planting a little seed for people to come along after you that you that it's worth their time. If you've ever been like, gosh, you guys do so much for free. How can I help you? This is it. This is one. This of is it. The easiest thing you can do. Doesn't cost you dime. Just a little bit of your time. Oh, I rhymed. You did. Look at me. Yeah. That's so fancy. Uh, I know. I've been watching all that flavor flav on the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been going through the old Dr. Jens. Oh, my God. That's great. Who is back this week, we should say. Yes. Yeah, we've yes. had some scheduling conflicts getting yes. her on the skype phone Sorry, She's Zoom back. tube. She's and she back. has returned. So anyway, we have a new review. This is from Carrie Gormley. Oh, Carrie. And yes. she says, Crystal and Tom do an amazing job keeping the Peloton community up to date with the latest news and getting to know fellow writers. 
What makes this podcast good is that it's done with kindness, open hearts, and tons of laughter. Crystal and Tom ask fantastic questions and look for the positive. And there's more, but it's pretty lengthy, which is great. We appreciate it. But I don't want to like, we know we're really long. It's a busy week. So, but thank you so much. And uh, also don't forget facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there. Like the page, join the group, sign up for the newsletter at the clip out.com. So there's all of that. Let's uh, let's dig in, shall we? Let's breaking news. So joining us today via the magic of Zoom Tube is the one and only John Mills. Hey, John, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? Should we say the famous? The famous oh my god, the famous John Mills, the famous male do model. We need, you do can, we need oh. to start calling you Mr. Mills? The infamous? Mr. You mean infamous? <laughs> that that probably more accurate. Look at this shape magazine. Look at that. I'm confused. I have a shape. <laughs> Why am I? I... Well, honey, if you would ever work out. Oh no, I didn't realize that was the <laughs> that was the metric they were using. I'm like, I'm I have a shape. <laughs> Oval, built like a booger. I could be on there. <laughs> shape, I mean. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that is really cool. Yeah, that's seriously though. That's really awesome. I mean, there's a whole story behind that. I mean, there is. Well, Oh my goodness gracious. Okay. So a year and a half ago, right? Uh, I was you know, back before COVID. Eric and I had memberships at LA Fitness and at, oh, what's the other one? Pla- Planet Fitness. Okay. And we went there regularly. Even we worked out at home. And when we got tired, we'd go to these gyms and we traveled a lot. So certain places there'd be a Planet Fitness or certain places there'd be LA Fitness. So, you know, we, we always had somewhere to go. And I was always sharing my stories and, you know, my pictures and everything when I'm there working out. So they hit me up on Instagram and they're like, look, we'll give you a free membership to Planet Fitness. You know, if you just continue doing that. OK, but they weren't someone I followed. So they went to message requests and I didn't see the message for like three months. Oh. Right. <laughs> and so three months later, I'm going, oh, they're going to give me a free membership. So I responded and then they never responded back. They're like, this guy oh. didn't care. What's wrong with him? Right. So I said, I'm never going to do that again. Cut to June 2020. Shape Magazine hits me up on Instagram. Oh, we love that picture. We want to share that. We would do some stuff with it. Is that cool? I never saw it until like a week ago. So four <laughs> months later, I see the message from Shape Magazine. So, oh I respond, so I respond to them and I'm like, all humble. And I'm, I'm so sorry. You're a great magazine. <laughs> and I'm just an idiot. You know? <laughs> you know? So I mean, Apely you, idiot. you, you know, <laughs> go right ahead. And I, did I say how much I love your magazine? <laughs> Luckily, they still used it. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I'm going to learn one of these days to check those messages. Yeah, you got to check the other. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably how I would feel if like Mad Magazine reached out to me. <laughs> that is. That is. you like, I'll be do spy versus spy. If you missed out from Mad Magazine oh. contacting you. Right. Throwing things. Right. So mad. Yes, I would be crushed. Were you throwing I, things? I was upset the entire night. Like it was that night when I realized it. And then I went to sleep just all sad, you know, sad music playing in my head. And I woke up the next morning going, I hope they responded. <laughs> and but, but when I woke up, I looked and they just had liked my message. And I went, maybe they'll share it. <laughs> it was pathetic. But meanwhile, Eric was working like, come on. Right. She, 
Well, and before we get to the breaking news real quick, we should also point out that he's been very, very busy this week. He was kind enough yes. to uh, make us famous. Get famous? I'm going to say get famous. By he made a bunch of giffies of yeah. us. Yeah. Which yeah. is super kind because we're old, these. or at least I'm old, and I don't know how to do all this. I, I'm not old, but I'm old enough that like this is I don't even I don't have the patience. Like I don't even know how you do this, but it is amazing. Yeah, they're really cool. You were like, oh. we do these steps, this step, and I was like, sure, let's do that. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, that's very they cool. So fun. I and, love them. And the I best part is it made all the guys on my other podcast super yeah. jealous when I'm just like we're having a conversation there and I just slip in a gift from myself <laughs> and they're like where did that come from I'm like well you know the other show I, you gotta get one for every possible emotion so I'm yeah. still looking for more for the different emotions you gotta have one you can use in any possible situation I told Tom he's going to have to make me do the look like that's right. his goal this week right he's do the look and a humph which is, which is hard, like, especially at the same time. Right. Uh, and I have to tell you that whenever I pulled out one of those giffies in our text string with the kids, they, their heads exploded. They, they were, were like, what? Yes. <laughs> you made our kids think we are right. cool. Like they, like <laughs> she, was cool. New, she was in the New York times. They didn't care. They didn't care. We were on TV. <laughs> they, didn't they didn't care. care. Like now there's a gift in your face. Yeah. Like I'll get a phone call from like a, like, Joel Hodgson or from a rock star and they don't care. I had a, we had a gift. Oh my God. Oh, 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 right. (laughs) Well, I'm still working. I got to get every emotion I'm working on. Well, cool. Well, thank you very much. You're really cool. Absolutely. If anybody's looking for them, whenever you're in the gift bar, if you want to utilize one of the, you can just type in the clip out. That's probably the easiest way to pull all of them off. Make sure you put the, the, right. We've heard it gets a little weird. If you if don't you just put the clip the, out, yeah, yeah don't do the clip out, no spaces, or you can you can do it with spaces. It pulls them up. Okay, with spaces too. Okay. I, that's how I've been doing it. So, but uh, so anyway, enough of all that. Let's get yeah. to our breaking news yeah, at long yeah, yeah. last. Breaking uh, news, so. now that we're done with the introduction, <laughs> and so there's a little bit of controversy brewing around a comment Just King made on a ride not too long ago. Okay, so you guys can see that. Okay. Okay. So before I play the clip, I'll give you guys a little background. This is a the 20-minute country ride. I think it was October 19th. And there was a comment made by Jess, which you will hear here in a moment. And she mentions, she kind of gives a shout out. It was a shout out to an actual Karen, a right. person named Karen. And while she said that, she also was like, I need to talk about Karen's, you know, while I'm there. And was like, you guys have had a hard year. It sucks. And then that was it. That was it. But then it led to something. So we'll watch the clip and then we'll talk about it. And then we'll discuss. We'll meet back here. While we're at it, I got to give a shout out to all the Karens out there. I feel like y'all been having a hard year and you don't deserve that. So shout out to you, Karen. That was it. Okay. Okay. All right. So fast forward to today, and it was brought to my attention. I don't know. Should I say whose account this is? I don't see why not. I mean, she posted it publicly. I don't feel like we're outing somebody. Yeah. I I mean, I totally agree with that. I just, you know. Yeah, you want to be above board, and you don't want to draw a bunch of hate to somebody. But, you exactly. know. But she's an activist, right? And yes. so she's, one, sadly, probably used to hate. Well, sadly. yeah. I mean, when you bring things up, people. Totally. Like, when people, you are an opinionated person, people have 
differing opinions and they let you know. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, this is from Jessica Wilson dot MSRD. And she says, I'm going to read the whole thing. It's a little long. Uh, Dear Peloton Studios, I have appreciated your recent hiring of multiple black instructors in your studios. It seems like you are paying attention to global conversations about racial injustice and want to make changes. As such, would you please remove the 20 minute ride during which the instructor gives underlined a shout out to all the Karens out there. I feel y'all have been having a hard year and you don't deserve that end of underlined question mark. Being reminded of people like Amy Cooper and the white women who call the cops on black folks for enjoying ourselves is the last thing I want to experience during my unwind time. And I can imagine that others feel the same. Sincerely, Jessica Wilson, MSRD. Got it. Okay. Okay. I will say like, cause I, you sent it to me while I was working, so I didn't get to read it. Yeah. Super focused. So totally. now hearing it, I, I guess like at first I thought she was complaining, thinking that Jess King was like, endorsing karens or sticking up for them but now i don't think that's what she's saying i I think she's just saying like i hear her just saying like can we just not talk about this at all while we're you know i mean like what i hear too yeah like like, i was was expecting uh, something different as well i was expecting it to be able to be construed as you're endorsing some behavior based on using that name but yeah to me now it just sounds like i don't want to be thinking about that while i'm riding okay Kind of yeah. like, like kind of like talking about politics and maybe you don't want to hear about you, know, you don't, don't want that coming into your brain while you're riding. But I would also say the instructors have talked frequently about social issues and that's also bringing it up. Like if it's just the idea of having the topic addressed during a ride is problematic for her, then what do you do about the instructors that are are really championing, you know, a social cause like Black Lives well, Matter or something like that? I yep. feel like that's yeah. where it's really difficult for, for Peloton to walk this line for anybody to walk this line since we're talking about Peloton specifically because, because they keep saying like, they say two things. One, we want to stand up for human rights Mm -hmm. and two, we don't want to politicize the platform. And I agree with both of those things. However, how do you have conversations and let the instructors be who they are? And that's a difficult Venn diagram to draw at the moment. Right. Very, you know? probably no more difficult than than I mean, more difficult today than it's ever been, with the yeah. exception of maybe maybe like during the civil rights movement. Right. Um, so I don't know what people are supposed to do or say. I don't know what the right answers are. I don't have them. But I felt it was interesting to bring up because this person, this Jessica Wilson, she has one hundred and forty thousand uh, followers, which is not insignificant. Totally. And it's been liked seventy five hundred times. Oh, so she. Apparently, she wrote to Peloton a couple of times and they never answered. And that was like a week ago. And so I think that now we're not going to hear the end of this for a while. And so I wanted to have everybody see that clip because I don't even know if it will exist the next time we record. You know, it could very easily be taken down. Yeah. I don't know. That's what happened with the Jen Sherman one. So I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's just a, like you said, Tom. I think that's just a very difficult line to manage and walk. I mean, because I, you know, of course you can tell just, just King didn't have any intent there to really politicize anything. And I will I, also I say absolutely get that you could have some feelings kind of riled up just not thinking about that topic. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I, I went into the clip thinking that it was going to, that it was like misheard as an endorsement of Karen's when really it's just like, it's got to suck for you if your name is Karen right now. And again, there are way worse crosses to bear. 
right? right, right <laughs> than just being right. named Karen. And I kind of have a dog in this fight. My sister's name is Karen. So right. And it's something we've genuinely talked about, Tom and I. Like, yeah. She doesn't, she's not concerned about it, but we always feel bad because right. she's totally not a Karen. Right. In that in that aspect. In that capacity. That yeah. capacity. And so like that sucks. And also, I think even more importantly, a lot of people forget that it was a Karen who saved Frosty the snowman. I, I know that. <laughs> yeah. That's but then know. I go back and I'm like, and Frosty is what color? <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> that took a turn. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so you know, th- that, that woman, she wasn't even questioning or challenging that aspect of she was not she was not i don't think that now i'm back to my interpretation of her i I don't think so either okay i do i do need to say that here's the thing if you read the comments it gets a lot more heated oh i'm sure the internet always does i know but it becomes very (laughs) clear that her actual intent is for no one to have to hear this because it literally it's about black versus white because it literally says repost in your stories if you can and hopefully this ride can come down and no other black folks will accidentally tune in and hear this message so that that's a little different right i don't know if it is I, it, to me it seems like it's back to the same point which is okay. when i heard it like well i'm speaking for her she's it right. sounds like she's saying when she heard it it brought her to a place okay and she doesn't want that to bring anyone else to that same place so to me it's still the same thing yeah I, I guess I kind of feel like I know this is going to be an unpopular opinion, but I kind of feel like it was bringing something to it that was not intended. And I don't know how people are supposed to just be free and talk without sometimes doing that without meaning to. I'm not yeah, that's right. That's true. It, it's hard. Yeah. It's just hard. hard. Yeah, I agree with that. It's they, a line, especially in, in, a, in a format like this. Like it's definitely a, a line. Yeah, but I'm asking to have her fired or no, boycott. No, she's just saying like, take can, it down. can we take this down? Yeah. Right. And as much as as much as Peloton takes down rides, <laughs> they're they're no stranger to doing that for a multitude of reasons. Uh, but it's and, interesting that she no said that, that that Peloton hasn't responded. Yeah, I think that's, that's bad interesting. Out. I yeah. I know. See, that's that's the thing. Like Peloton really needs to be careful because. There are things that they respond to, they choose to respond to, and there are things they choose not to respond to. And what it becomes, what it looks like to me is if you have certain people's ear at Peloton, they'll respond. And if you don't, then you won't. And that's, that's a different kind of problem. Right. Yeah. And, and I, I don't like that one very much. But I, I will also say, I think the larger they get, the more that's going to be a thing. Like, I don't know how you the get... more they need to not do that. Yeah. The more they need to be careful and not take somebody who's been a writer since the beginning of time, who happens to be your own personal friend and respond to only that one and ignore everybody else. That's yeah. the more you need to not right. do that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's so, my soapbox. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I guess we'll kind of tr- segue into uh, stock news. Peloton stock ticker. So uh, the Peloton stock has been downgraded to Goldman Sachs. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. It says after a 458% rally <laughs> because of the shipment delays. Yeah. Which, so, yeah, I mean, I'm curious. So they downgraded it from buy to neutral, which means hold. At the same time, they upped the price target from 138 to 140. But 
That's good to point out. Right. But ultimately, the reasoning is based on what's been occurring in their fiscal Q2 2021. So it's nothing relative to what's about to be reported on November 5th, right? It's relative to the delays of those shipments that are occurring at the port of LA. And they point out in this article that some customers that were expecting deliveries in in October received an email message stating that, well, your delivery is going to be delayed for five to six weeks. And if you don't respond within 48 hours, you may not get it until sometime in 2021. And so they're, they're citing all those things as reasons why the numbers that were expected in next quarter's reporting, so the, the last three months of the year, those numbers may not be what we expect them to be because of these delivery issues happening now. Therefore, they're, what they report for those numbers, which they'll report in February, may not hit the target. Okay. And based okay. on that, they're going, well, the stock is probably got all everything priced into it, their growth up to this point. So they're just a hold. Stay right there. That's okay. what they're saying. Right. Okay. Well, that adds a lot of, uh, thank you for translating yes. all the blah, blah, blah. Thank you for turning that into people. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is to me, I mean, you can look at it multiple ways. You could be like, well, yeah, this is, this is bad. The logistics. You could also go, they're getting so many orders. This is just right. nuts. There's just problems because they, everyone wants one. Right. Yeah. So I thought that this was saying that like, because of the bad, like the negative connotation that they were going to get for disappointing customers was going to reflect badly on them. But and really, it's more just like, well, they're not going to get that money till the next quarter. Yeah, right. Right. They're going to be Wall Street doesn't care. They don't care. Yeah, it's just just simply it's just simply bikes that should because they can't count the bike in the quarter's numbers until it's actually at that person's house. So they're saying there's probably going to be a bunch of bikes they don't get delivered until January. That would have normally been counted in December. That's interesting that they can't start counting it until it's at the person's house, but the person's loan starts when they buy. That's right. kind of, I would I would have thought those would be equal. I understand why the loan is not, like I understand why that starts ticking day one. Right. right. Not saying that's a problem, but I just find it interesting from an accounting perspective. It doesn't right. count until it gets to your door. Yeah, that is interesting. There's one, one more nugget in that article that I found extremely interesting, and that is that that was our first glimpse into what they're spending on marketing. Like, we didn't know anything. We, we were going to wait on November 5th. We were going to find out. But in the article, it tells you exactly what Peloton spent in marketing for July, August, and September, this entire quarter that they're about to report. And it equates to $1.7 million. The interesting part about that is Last quarter, they spent $1.2 million, which was considered a tiny amount um, compared to previous quarters. And we knew why, because that was April, May, June, in the middle of COVID. They didn't need to spend on marketing because everybody was just buying up anything relative to cardio and weight training. And so they turned a profit because they didn't really have to do any marketing. The quarter before that, they spent $41 million. So you see the disparity, $41 million, and then all of a sudden they spend one point two. <laughs> and now we just found out because of that article, this quarter they're reporting on, they spent 1.7. So they're still barely spending. Right. Which kind of gives you some insight into and yeah, they're probably going to make, you know. I think, I think it also gives you some insight into how much the media companies must be struggling because I'm sure they're not the only company that has reduced their media spend. Maybe not that draconianly. Right. Word, but 
that's a lot of money. It yeah. is a lot of money. And you extrapolate that across multiple companies that have stopped doing that. So that, that's a lot. So, and then uh, there was a, an article in the Motley Fool, which sometimes we like, sometimes we don't. Yeah. Uh, True that. How Peloton is about to suck the air out of the interactive home fitness industry. Yeah, that one's an interesting one. They're basically saying, well, since Peloton now has this better, best selling mechanism where they have an 1895 bike and they got the 2495 bike plus, and since they got this lower cost bike, comparable bikes from Nordic Track or Nautilus are in a similar price range, but people are going to be driven towards the Peloton. And, and Peloton is saying, we're about to double our, our R&D spend. So how do they keep up with that? How do they continue to spend on R&D and continue to pro- be progressive and innovative with the amount of money that Peloton's spending? Can they really compete with that? So that, that's really you know, kind of the, the challenging question in that article. And if you add to that, Peloton's saying, we're going to be introducing a certified pre-owned program. So now we're going to have a good, better, best strategy. What's that cost going to be? Like Nordic Track, their lowest cost comparable b- bike is right around 1600 and I don't know what is the CPO price going to be. It could be fifteen, fourteen hundred. So how do they yeah, compete yeah. with that? Like, that article was saying twelve to fourteen hundred, which I thought was a little low, uh, based on what because we, you and I have kind of we, we've all talked about this before that like yeah. that seems. I think we had this conversation actually when we were on one of our uh, Zoom calls. Zoom calls, yeah. yeah, and um, and we got into that discussion. I think, but uh, right. we talked about the fact that seems a little too low. Like it does. It that seems so low that it's probably not feasible but but that $1600 range like if if you had an option between buying Nordic Track at 1600 and buying a Peloton at 1600 that's kind of a no brainer right. especially if it comes certified and it's still under warranty and yeah. Right. yeah and you have all this content that's amazing yeah yeah it's kind of a no brainer we got like a running challenge going on in my group now with regards to what is the price going to be for this CPO bike what is it coming we, in at but well, we already know that the margins to make the bike are about 45%, which means with the manufacturing and the marketing, it's costing them about $1,300 to make the bike, at least last quarter, about $1,300. So right. we're going, my mind was, it can't be below $1,300, right? That was my, my, my guess, therefore, went up. I thought it's going to be just under $1,600. It's going to be around the cost of the lowest price Nordic track bike. So I was, my guess was $1,595. But the other folks in, in my group are like, no, 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 that's way too high, John. I'm thinking 1250 or I'm thinking 1300. They're thinking much lower. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to go closer to your end. And the reason why is Peloton's not going to sell it for cheaper than they need to. They, they're just not going to. I think also you got you to gotta worry about the fact that if they're selling it, if they get down to that $1,200 range, I think then they might start cannibalizing their own sales, right? Like it's like, you know, why buy an $1,800 bike when you can get one that's been certified and has some sort of warranty for 1200 bucks? Like I just, absolutely. I I just think that at that point point. you kill that, that, that mid range bike. So I I just don't see them going that low. Plus they don't want to compete with the lowest in bikes. Like they, they don't want to compete with the $900 or the $500 echelon. They don't want to, like that's not who they are. They're better than that. And those bikes are a different thing. I mean, they don't have built in screens, but once you get to these bikes with built in screens and, and, and I kind of start, I really kind of just, to be honest with you, I really just look at Nordic Track and Nautilus. Once you get to the echelons, like I don't, I'm not really, I look at those two. And when you look at those two, 1600 is the lowest cost comparable bike. 
So my mind, to your point, I don't think they're going to want to cannibalize their other business. And I don't know that they want to be so much lower than Nordic track. You, you want, I think they want to have that luxury feel. They do. They absolutely do. And when I say better than that, that's what I mean. It's that luxury thing that they're, they're talking about. Not like they're literally like snobby better than them, but but it's it's that luxury. It's still an aspirational brand Absolutely, and and they, they want it to stay that way. And then speaking of uh, competitors, there was uh, a Mm -hmm. Bowflex review that you stumbled across. (laughs) Your comments on this really cracked me up. (laughs) What is going on with the Bowflex Bellacore review? Well, I've been waiting for this them to announce their numbers with this bike, which they're going to announce on November 9th. Like I'm waiting for this. And, and so we've got Peloton November 5th for their earnings. We have, right. and then we have we have Nordic Track or would it be Icon? Nautilus. It's Nautilus, Nautilus sorry, on sorry. November 9th. Okay. And um, yeah, because they they own Bowflex, and and this is their first bike with a built-in screen, and you know it does the whole tilting thing, and that was yeah. their thing about this bike. And I'm pretty sure it's doing really well in sales. Honestly, I bet it is. I I mean, I saw it and I was like, that's pretty cool. Now I get that there are people that see it and they're like, why would I want that bike? Because it doesn't look very sturdy. Well, I don't know whether it is or it isn't because it, I can't tell without feeling it, you know? Right. Right. But I will say that using the rocker with my Peloton, like that is a legit workout to your abs that you do not get on a Peloton. Right. It is a completely different feel. And yeah. so I can understand. And and also it just it looks fun. It looks more like a it video. Looks fun, game. Right. Right. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure it's so well, but we won't know until November 9th, but I cannot wait to, to hear it. But the article did all these comparisons, right? There's a bunch of benefits, a bunch of con- pros and a bunch of cons. But what got me about it was the core cons to me are missing. <laughs> yes. Tell us about those. Because like that's I missed the core con. <laughs> okay. The core cons to me are, are, are one, they don't have on demand. They don't have live classes. They only have on demand. Number one. Number two, even the on demand classes, their library only has like 75. Yeah. Classes. 75 is a joke. Right. I mean, like, that's just, that's nothing. Right. Okay, and so, you know, it, it doesn't have the swivel screen. They don't even have a Sentry shirt. <laughs> you can't even get to a Sentry shirt. <laughs> you get 25, 50, 75. And you, you got done. Stop. You're done. You're out. <laughs> so, so they don't. The other piece, it doesn't have the swivel screen or, or the, you know, the, the power meter pedals. But, you know, that's okay. The lower cost bike in Peloton's range doesn't either. But what's interesting to me about that point is, if you buy this bike, which is $21.99, and then you add the delivery cost, it's the same, literally the same price as buying a bike plus. Yeah. So right. <laughs> so so why am I buying that with 75 classes and no live and no swivel screen and no power meter pedals? Why why am I doing that? I well, feel like there's a type of person out there. That just wants to be contrary. Oh, you know it. And that they can't, they, they're like, I don't like Peloton because everybody likes Peloton. Right. But rumpf. That it's like, yeah. yeah. I've been that person yeah. about TV shows. Like, if there's yeah. a TV show that's like super, super popular, I won't watch it. Right, right. I've done that. It's like she thinks she's too good for it. And then I finally talk her into it. And now she loves Teen Mom. <laughs> <laughs> but, but there's one other thing about it as well. Also, they don't, they have 75 classes. Those are bike classes. They have no cl- floor 
classes. So there's no stretching. There's no weight, no yoga. That's crazy. Meditation, none of that. It's 75 bike classes. Wow. That, you know what that is? That's, that's ballsy. Yeah. To I me, mean, those all should have been listed in the cons. You're, you're paying 2,400 ultimately in the end for 75 classes. Like, doesn't that kind of feel like the person who wrote the article really didn't do their research very well? I don't know. I, well, they clearly left to me. Those are the key cons. Those are, yeah. That's key. Right. That's yeah, to pay as much as you do for a bike plus for that kind of content. I think that I think these other companies are still really undervaluing content. Absolutely. Right. Like they just they still are in that old world model of their equipment manufacturers. And right. they just don't see the value of the content. And so right. in their mind, they're probably like how many of these classes are you really going to take anyway? And right, you right, right. just have a video and you'd watch the video over and over again, like sweating to the oldies. You're good. You got 75 of these things. And, right. You know, if you exercise twice a week, you, oh, get, so you get like eight get, weeks, get you halfway through the year. You know, <laughs> right, right. And I just, I think that they just don't understand that the paradigm has completely shifted. Yeah. Right. And, and oh, another thing, there's no leaderboard. So the social aspects are gone. There's no high fives and there's no competing. So, yeah. so there's no, you can't, there's no leaderboard at all. Like you can't no, even no. see where you, so no, basically no. what you're telling me is the only thing they added was you can dance back and forth. Oh yeah. You can do this Go though. Side to side. You can do this. You can do this. You know okay. what I mean? And, then, and then they took away everything we actually love about the bike. That's right. And you get, you can do 75 classes of that. Like to me, those are the cons. Now, yeah, again, cons. I, I, now, now you can't, you gotta, I mean, Nautilus is up 1200. Their stock is up 1200% on but the, didn't their, but didn't their stock start at like a dollar or something like yeah, it started at like, what was it at? Like $2 and 50 cents a share. Or something. And well, I think right now in that industry, you kind of can't fail. Like, I, I don't think it's a fair time to really judge if anybody's good at their job. Cause it's pretty hard to screw up. It's like being a mortgage broker in 2004. right but the reason i point out yes but the reason i point out nautilus specifically is i can't point well well i guess there's an argument here i was going to say i can't point directly at any other connected fitness companies that have had that type of return okay that's again that's fair only a few of them out there right lemon just got into the space yeah right and icon isn't public so i can't look at them that's true it really is the only ones i can really look at are are nautilus and and peloton and peloton hasn't seen that type of return so but i will also think there's something specific to nautilus that caused 1200 percent. i think it's good then I think it's because it started so low. I and, really do. Like, I think it's just, you're just doing percentages and and because it started here, like, yeah. But I right. think another big key factor there is also there, you have like 30 years in the market. So, so right. like when you do something that, that the market thinks is awesome, people are going to pay a lot of attention to that because you, you already have so much money spent. Like you already have all of your manufacturing facilities all worked out. You have your people all worked out. Right. You have your marketing all worked out. You know, Peloton's been, they've been throwing this together right. as they grow. Right. You know, they didn't have 30 years to be like, we're just going to sit here for 30 years and not really innovate. And then all of a sudden now we're going to create this new product. Y- right. You know what I mean? I feel yep. like those are two very different things. And right. and that's another reason that you're not seeing the connected fitness 
public because nobody else has been able to, I mean, Peloton made the connected fitness. They created right. the, the connected fitness market. So everybody else is still trying to catch up. Right. I mean, I, I definitely think in the next two to three years, we're going to see a whole bunch more, but I, I agree. I think so too. And I think we're also, as if this continues, if we hear on November 9th, that they truly have been really successful with this Velocore bike and it's a, a blowout uh, earnings call and they start producing more product, I think Nautilus is going to continue to be a player that at some point will be um, contending here. But um, yeah, they're, they're small now, but... Yeah, they're not they're like Pepsi out. to Peloton's Coke, but they're like Dr. Pepper. I don't even know if they're there. I mean, they're, they're, Cola. They, their prospects are... are uh, it's like the prospects of what they could be. Like, yeah. you know, you know, we're talking about Peloton, they're a $38 billion company, and Nautilus is, isn't worth a billion yet. You know, they're somewhere in six, $700 million range. Like, they really are small, but, yeah. but the prospects and how they're growing and what they're doing to get there, it makes you pay attention. It does. And I think Peloton would be smart to keep their eye on them, yeah. um, which I'm sure, I'm sure they are. Yeah. Hmm. Well, John, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, until next time, where can people find you? They can find me on Facebook um, at my Facebook page and group Run, Lift and Live. They can also find me on Instagram, Run, Lift and Live or at Run, Lift. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? Well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away a hundred or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, and they also come in like a million different colors and styles for your $25 you're not sacrificing comfort safety or style if you want to support the show and pick up a pair gooder is giving the clip out listeners free shipping on their first order just go to gooder.com slash tco that's g-o-o-d-r.com and use code tco to get free shipping gooder offers a 30 day money back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste texture, size. Yes. None of that with Hero Bread. No, because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs, they have like no substance to it. <laughs> it's like eating air. It is. And Hero Bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread. Like I did not feel like I was giving up something. I was surprised at how big each slice of bread was. Here's the real test of a piece of bread. <laughs> I didn't make a sandwich with these. 
I just had toast. Which you love because you have toast almost every day. I do. It was the <laughs> best textured bread of this sort that I've ever had. And if you're doing the math, it's zero to one grams of net carbs, zero gram sugar, and high in fiber. So don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. An interesting new item this week in the world of credit cards. Definitely. They're always looking for things to points and miles and Disney dollars. And uh, and now Chase Sapphire has added Peloton benefits. Yeah, this this was uh, just kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, it really wasn't on my radar for something like this to, to be out there. Yeah. Um, it makes total sense that they were working on it because I'm sure that Peloton get some kind of perk for like so the idea here is that you use your chase sapphire card okay uh to get a peloton statement credit for your subscription so this isn't like per bike or per tread this is per subscription okay so if you use your your chase credit card and it has to be a sapphire reserve or a sapphire preferred if you use a sapphire preferred card you can get up to 60 dollars okay in statement credits so the interesting thing about that, I think, is that if Peloton has all these people who start paying with their Chase Sapphire card, I bet you Peloton gets a perk for having a bunch of people pay through their services. Just like whenever you go to the store and you buy you buy something and you use your card, you know right. how the vendor has to pay 3% sure. or whatever the charges are. I think that there is a deal that has been reached. Let's say they're being charged 3% now. Maybe they'll only be charged 1% or okay. something like that. Yeah. So I think it's mutually beneficial. It's, it's beneficial for the vendor because they're getting the business. It's beneficial for us because we're getting the credits and it's beneficial for Peloton because I'm betting they're getting some kind of perk. I don't know what it is, but something it, on that end. Yeah, it might even be they get a uh, a better credit card processing fee. It could, could be as simple as that. That's what I literally Yeah, like said. if they're going from, oh, I'm sorry, if they're going from 2.8 to 2.7, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I was in another window. <laughs> trying to queue up the next thing in the queue. <laughs> Guess you weren't listening. <laughs> we can get a gif out of that, right? <sighs> and then even though he's not uh, on the Zoom tube with us anymore, John Mills posted an interesting article about Peloton in Germany partnering with Kempinski Hotels. Yeah, I like how you said that with confidence. It was good. Sure. I have no idea if it was correct, uh, I but, but I love the confidence regardless. Thank you. But yes, you can now have a Peloton brought to your room. How amazing is that? That's pretty fancy pants. Now, Westons do that here, but you have to pay a lot more. I don't know what their particular situation is, what Kempinski hotels are. Like, do you have to pay extra? Do you have to pay extra for the room? Do you right. just pay a rental fee for the, the bike? All kinds of questions that I didn't get a chance to research. Yeah, and like that could be like four seasons in Germany. I don't totally, you know, like totally. who knows what I'm, I'm Looks assuming. It's like a very nice hotel. It does based on the picture, but uh, but they always look like that is true that is true <laughs> they always look like that and then you get there and the sheets have open sores <laughs> we are not saying that kapinski hotels yeah. have sheets with open sores we are just saying that they can do a lot it happens sometimes when you trust the pictures on the internet that's yes <laughs> it's like online dating worked out good for us though it did <laughs> except for when you don't listen <laughs> about april i think what <laughs> 
this psychological edge with Dr. Jen. So joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Dr. Jen Mann, licensed marriage, family and child therapist and sports psychology consultant. You may know her from VH1's Couple Therapy with Dr. Jen or VH1's Family Therapy with Dr. Jen. She's got a long running radio show, The Dr. Jen Show. She's written four best selling books, including Relationship Fix, Dr. Jen's Six Step Guide to Improving Communication, Connection and Intimacy. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Jen. Hi. Hey. It's been a little bit. It has. It has. It has. But it's so great to be back with you guys. Yes, Likewise. I agree. I've missed you. Our schedules got all kerfluffled. They did. And now we've unkerfluffled them. Here we are. Or de-kerfluffled them. De-kerf- I don't know what's appropriate. I like appropriate. de-kerfluffled. de Okay. Yes. And, uh, and so, ta-da. Yes, We're back. we are. So I believe the last time we talked to you, uh, we discussed one of my favorite topics, <laughs> which is quitting. <laughs> and you never got started, Tom. Tom. You have to start before you can quit. <laughs> Amen. So I'm still hoping to get you on a tread or a bike for even five minutes. <laughs> So anyway, <laughs> uh, we were talking about quitting, and you were talking about how you know some, the option to quit can sometimes propel you further ahead. And then I thought it would be interesting to talk about when is it okay to quit, like what economists would refer to as the sunk cost fallacy, right? Like it's not everything is for everybody. Yeah. You know? So are you saying exercise in general or are no, you saying No, I just maybe just a, maybe a specific type of exercise or or just it, I, I didn't know if it could be as simple as like that class or it, or it could that's be what it I could too. Yeah, like I yeah, like maybe a certain type of exercise, maybe a certain discipline within that exercise or maybe it's like, you know, you're sick of playing guitar and any minute you play spend trying to play guitar is a minute you're not learning to play drums, right? Yeah. And so Cause, when is yeah, that's why I wasn't sure if you were like, yeah. Okay, you're you're taking a class and it's you're just not feeling it. How do you know if you No, should... I think it meant just more in general, like this isn't for me. Okay. That overall, yeah. not a specific class, but just like a, a discipline. Okay. Uh, look, I, I think that when it comes to you know, we we tend to focus on Peloton and I think Peloton is really the perfect example as someone who is trained in psychology and sports psychology, because one of the things about Peloton that's so cool is that there are all these different disciplines. It's like, there's the tread, there's the bike, there's strength, there's yoga, there's there's stretching now, there's bar, there's dance, there's like all kinds of different classes. So I, I think that there are a few factors to look at. One is, are you quitting because it's really, it's challenging for you, which indicates it's probably exactly the thing that you need to do. And a lot of the instructors talk about that, you know, that like the class that you that you least want to take is the class you most need to take. Like I know for me, Tabata, like mm-hmm. I see Tabata, I'm like, up oh, next, which means that's probably what I need to do the most. I'm so, anything with high cadence. I see high cadence. I'm like, nah. Yeah. yeah. See, I love high cadence. I'll take high cadence any day, but like forget about Tabata or, you know, hills. No, thank you. But there are times where you have to look at it and really have an honest assessment of, okay, this is, I don't want to do this because it's exactly where I'm weak and I need to get strong. On the other hand, there are times where it's, it's just not your jam and it doesn't inspire you. It doesn't connect with you. And those are the times when you need to be able to go like, you know what? Like, that's okay. Not everything is for everyone. And I'm not going to do these resistance bands. Instead, I'm going to do a different form of strength training. I'm still going to make sure that I get that strength training and that weight bearing exercise for my bones and my muscles and all 
sort of stuff. But I think that that allowing yourself the room to self-reflect enough and to do the activities that really sync with you is that's good self-care because it's also it means that you're going to do it for longer. You're going to be more consistent. And that kind of consistency is what gets us results in terms of cardio and, and all of the health benefits. Do you have any tips or thoughts for people of like, I would think because I'm it's all hypothetical to me. We but, know. Uh, but I would think that it's real easy in that moment to lie to yourself. So how do you yeah. what's a red flag between so you can maybe kind of self suss out what is not your jam and what is you telling yourself it's not your jam because you just don't want to. Well, I think that one of the things to do is Peloton has so much of a community to it. That most people, whether it is you follow another Peloton addict on Instagram or you're in a Facebook group or you have friends that you work out with, like that you take a class with from afar, that you kind of run it by someone who's a friend who's in this world. Because if you're in this world, you get it, you know the lingo, you know the MO, you know what the instructors are preaching. And you're also someone who's probably likely to be willing to call your friend out. So I think that that's kind of the first place to start. The second is someone who you love. If you don't have anyone in the community like that or someone you're comfortable reaching out. And I encourage you, by the way, even if you're not, like I've had people who I follow on Instagram and then at some point we ended up messaging each other and starting a conversation. And, you know, that's kind of the way it grows that maybe there's someone who you are liking their stuff, and they're liking your stuff, and they're a Peloton person also to just message them and be like, hey, is there something I can run by you? I know we've never met, but you're a Peloton person too. And I'd love to get just to get some feedback about something I'm struggling with on Peloton. Most people in this community will rise to the occasion and be like, yeah, absolutely. What do you need? So that's that's one thing. If you don't have anyone in the community or feel comfortable doing that, then reaching out to someone in who loves you, you know, your partner, your adult son or daughter, your best friend, your mother, your father, and just kind of say like, Hey, this is what I'm struggling with or a friend who's just really athletic. So I think all of those are good places. If you're in therapy, talking about it with your therapist is a really good place. But I think that it's so important that we are rigorously honest with ourselves. And I think that when we're really in tune with ourselves, we know when we're not. We know when we're making excuses. And it's, <laughs> I think it's very rare that we lie to ourselves and we really believe our lie. Yeah, I think for myself, the times that I can, quote unquote, lie to myself are when I'm kind of being lazy and it's not like I've stopped altogether. But like I was thinking about it today because I did a run and uh, I also did a strength workout. And I was thinking that like it's been a while since I did both in one day. And mm-hmm. and I and I've been saying like, well, but my strength workouts are so much harder and they are like they, they're mm-hmm. way harder than what I was doing before. But I think my body's probably gotten used to that enough that I can. I can go ahead and add the cardio back in. And I and I hadn't really thought about that today, but I've been I've been gaining weight and not even though I've been doing the same workouts, I've been gaining weight. And so I'm like, I think it's because I'm not I'm not doing as much cardio as I was before. And so that's like a balance. And I my point being that I had kind of tricked myself. I'd kind of like talked myself out of it to the point where I had just kind of stopped, you know. But I also think that there are times in our training process where we just need a fucking break. Where it's like, <laughs> you know, like we need to be able to be like, 
I'm not doing cardio for a couple of days. I'm going to get my little check mark. So like, I'm going to feel okay. Maybe I'll get up by doing a meditation. Maybe I'll get up by doing a gentle yoga class. But like, sometimes we need to kind of give not just our bodies, but even our, our exercising brains a break in order to kind of take a breath and then take our ourselves to the next level. Cause there does need to be some kind of recovery and repair over, over yeah. time. You know, we can really burn ourselves out and we don't want that because, you know, we want good health for life. Absolutely. Awesome. I think those are all great tips. Definitely. So uh, thank you so much for joining us. And until next time, where can people find you? You can find me on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook at Dr. Jen Man. Two ends on Jen, two ends on man. New content. Tons of new uh, content coming at us. It's crazy time right now. There is so much. I mean, it's like Peloton is like on hyperdrive. I feel like they have had so much stuff in the pipeline for so long. And then like COVID just like completely messed everything up. Yeah. So we've got a brand new boot camp style that dropped this week. Supposedly it's a very intense workout, but the key is between this and a regular boot camp is that there are four rounds. They're always going to look the same. You're always going to know what to expect. You're going to be on the tread. Okay. You're going to be on the floor. You're going to be on the tread. You're going to be on the floor. It's like six to seven minutes split up. Okay. This is great for people who like to, they like a short segment of 30 minutes because they know hey, I can get through six minutes of running. I can get through seven minutes of floor. All it is is six or seven minutes. Gotcha. Like you can, it's easier to for some people to wrap right. their head around There's that. There's light at the end of the tunnel. Exactly. So those stop, Those started this week, and uh, you're going to see them everywhere, but it's the new boot camp. It's called the Signature Series 30 Minutes. So take a look for those. They're really awesome looking. Awesome. Next up, we have the Bon Jovi collaboration. So there's uh, this week there was like three rides. There was one with on 11-1, there's going to be Irene Schultz. And then there's one with Sam Yo. And then there's one with Matt Wilpers. And then Kristen McGee is doing yoga. And Andy is doing, I'm not sure if it's a run or a boot camp. So there are tons of opportunities. Oh, I missed one, Kendall Tool. So okay. all kinds of stuff for Bon Jovi. Totally. Then there's a flow with Christine McGee. It's a very, very special one that people do not want to miss. Tom, Steve Martin. She's pairing uh -huh. up with Steve Martin. You know how he does his little bluegrass thing? Yeah. So it's going to be yoga. He won a Grammy for that little thing, by the way. I know. I'm sorry. I, was, <laughs> I don't mean to belittle his little thing because it's not belittled. I couldn't do that if my life no. depended on it. Um, but it is very different from his comedy, right. which is a much bigger thing. Totally. So in comparison. Yes. I can't help. He's talented on many levels that he is. So uh, Kristen McGee is doing a yoga set to his bluegrass sounds. That's all it's going to be. OK, thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So that's uh, October 25th at 9 a.m. And then Hannah is going to be doing Hannah Frankson is going to be doing a ride with Emily Sand. Uh, and I'm sure you remember her. She had that uh, uh, here with me song. Uh, I'm she's had others, I'm sure, but that one that's the big one, yes. Yeah, uh, and then there's also a new challenge called In the Zone. You have to do eight power zone rides in 14 days, they're all already existing 30 minute rides. You can find them in the Train Smart collection. The Just King experience is back for season two. That's uh, started up this week. Uh, I believe it's 1029 at it, 8 p.m. And it's now Karen friendly. <laughs> <laughs> and 
while we're talking about this, you got to wonder if there's going to be new clothes for this because they had stuff that came out this week for the love uh, ah, Sundays with love. Sure. And then they had the new Grateful Dead collection drop this week. Okay. Um, and then there's a new Grateful Dead collaboration happening. And then there was also a new collection that hit today. Uh, I'm sorry. It hit on 1026 called made for Canada. And it's all it's a, it's to celebrate the second anniversary, second anniversary, right for Canada. And it's all songs that are powered by music from Canadian artists that you love. Awesome. So they are just like, boom, 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 boom. Yeah, they are. It's just crazy. I mean, like so much coming at you. Yeah. And then um, I also want to mention that if you are not paying attention to what the instructors are doing on Instagram, you need to stop what you are doing and go follow them for the rest of October at the very least, because there's so much fun stuff happening. Andy Spear dressed up as Fred from Scooby-Doo, and it looks amazing. And then Maddie Majacomo, like he had a whole like, are you showing? Yeah. The psycho scene. Oh my God. This is like, I love this. He like completely redid the psycho scene in his shower, but it's pasta and his grandma's beating him with a, a spoon. <laughs> you, you guys have got to see this. It's amazing. He calls it psycho Pomodoro. And then and uh, Maddie, if you're wondering why you were having so hard of a time recreating the shot of the shower head, <laughs> send me an email and I'll explain how they actually got that shot. I'm totally going to send him a message about that because I bet he's curious. And I loved your answer to that, by the way. Uh, and then also Rebecca Kennedy is doing a whole Hunger Game theme. Uh, it's coming up on Friday. And on Friday, what she's doing is she's calling out tributes as hunger games okay and each exercise move is a tribute and so on friday during the actual hunger games you have to do whatever tributes she has picked throughout the week okay on, so it's like totally fun she was all dressed up as the lady who does the the tribute calling for the hunger games right it was crazy it was so much fun i mean i cannot believe and that's just the bare minimum like, we also have halloween halloween where there's going to be maddie majacomo totally torturing justin so you cannot miss that and then uh jess king i think she said she had like four different halloween outfits picked out for halloween so there's so many halloween rides runs yogas do not miss them this is my favorite time of the year because the instructors are so incredibly excited creative festive <laughs> creative they're so creative uh, okay shoo i think i breath. got through like 20 different line items i there. think that should count as a workout for today <sighs> that's a new peloton workout <sighs> and then real quickly because i had it up on my screen momentarily for the people following along on youtube we should probably say that our own crystal o'keefe was featured <laughs> on the uh <laughs> On the Peloton Apparel page. I was. And so many people reached out to tell me. It was great. Uh, they were like, oh my gosh, you were on the Peloton Apparel page. So There's a new feature. Whenever you get your new clothes, you can model them and then add them to the Peloton oh, website. Oh, that's really cool. So when you get your clothes and yeah. you're like, oh, I love this shirt, you can then upload your own picture to the Peloton Apparel website. Well, I think the really exciting part was that I was able to sneak the monkeys onto the peloton apparel page because you're standing in front of my signed monkeys poster yes that's the most exciting well you get featured by peloton all the time i ride i uh, run yeah. <laughs> and now i got the monkeys on there <laughs> congrats tom i'm so glad that it made your day that's great Ah, <laughs> uh, that's kind of the look mm. that people were wanting <laughs> 
not mad enough to give the look right now. Yeah. Just like mildly annoyed. I'll have to. I'll That's a really up your game. Challenge accepted. <laughs> and also there was uh, a movie buff ride this week. Yeah. Um, I where you to, got a shout out. I did. Miss, I don't get out. featured all the time. You got featured. I didn't say I didn't get featured. All the okay. time. I said I ride and run. Right. Okay. So there's a reason to, to that. I because I'm participating. I get right. an option to be featured. Say the monkeys didn't get a shout on the movie buff ride. They did not. Okay. But in their defense, it was all about horror movies. So, okay. so this was the first ride I've taken with Kendall that was live. It was my first live ride with Kendall. And uh, I was really curious about it. Uh, she's a child actor. And uh, she kept saying how it's going to be very different and how it's something you've never done before. And I was like, how? I mean, you ride. Like, how can you really make it different? But right. she did. She acted out all these different horror scenes, which I know... I can't say it in a way that's going to accurately describe what it is. Like, you just need to check it out for yourself. And I think this is going to be one of those ride types that you either love it or you hate it. I don't think there's an in-between. I personally loved it. I thought she really used her own special talent from acting to, like, really make it fun. And her love of film. And her love of film. Because she talked all about... Uh, the different film aspects like you could she really kind of set the scene of each song so there would be a song from the the movie and then she would set that scene and then because it was horror one of the things we were doing is running from people right (laughs) (laughs) or cycling from people but um it was it was really really well done and they did use some interesting film techniques because at one point the camera came around behind her okay and like like scared her right which i say in quotes then afterwards she went on facebook live or instagram live excuse me and she talked all about why she did that and like how she was basically telling a story with all of those those scenes like each of those scenes actually made their own movie which was pretty cool too yeah. and then um the other thing she mentioned is that the movie buff series will be taking place once a month going forward so the next one will be in november and she already told me that she's not going to be dressing up like a turkey no turkey <laughs> no turkeys no turkeys but it's going to be a different one they've already planned out like the first four or five so okay. i don't know what they're going to be but i think it's gonna be really fun so i think everybody should check it out i'm not saying everyone's gonna love it yeah but i definitely think that it's one of those things that like it's such an experience and it was so fun live that everybody should do whatever they can to be on these these rides live peloton birthdays and then finally uh we do have a peloton birthday this week november 5th chase tucker country music superstar chase tucker (laughs) cracks me up every time you say that (laughs) uh yeah happy birthday to chase that's awesome so swing on by the uh, chase tucker page and Say happy birthday with your typing. Yeah, That's that what was you're me doing. typing. That was you typing. Yeah, I was not doing some creepy thing with my hands. <laughs> <laughs> Although, if you'd like to later. Oh, Tom. Wouldn't be Not creepy. in the middle of his birthday wishes. <laughs> yeah, we'll save it for my birthday wishes. <laughs> Here you had your birthday. <laughs> oh, man. Like a half birthday? Like in grade school? <laughs> we could do that. Okay. Checking in with the Peloton community. So uh, joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Stephanie Ward. Hey, Stephanie. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, Well, you know, I always like to start the interviews off with, how did you find Peloton? 
So I found Peloton through my sister and I am extreme Peloton newbie. Like I have not been around Peloton for even a minuscule amount of time compared to you or anybody else listening probably. But <laughs> I, my sister got a Peloton like right before COVID and okay. I didn't know anything about Peloton, but I just knew she kept telling me this thing is the best purchase I've ever invested in. And I was like, okay, great. So we looked at purchasing the bike, but I didn't know. And she said, you know what? The app is being offered for free for three months because of COVID. And I was like, cool. So I downloaded the app. I thought, let me just jump in and try this. And I had a treadmill in my house. So I took, I I ran before I had Peloton. <laughs> I say that in quotation marks because I was like, oh, I'm a runner. I occasionally run two miles like every six days, whatever. And I was like, oh, I'll do a walk run class with Olivia Amato. How hard could that be? And I thought I was physically going to die. (laughs) My husband walked in on me after the class was over and I was laying on the floor and he was like, are you okay? And I was like, no, no, I don't think so. But, and then he was like, well, how was the class? And I was like, I loved it. (laughs) He was like, well, that's weird, but okay. (laughs) And then I just kept, I kept doing it. And um, then one day he came home with a, uh, regular like spin bike. And so I started doing the spin classes and then I started doing the yoga and the strength. And I totally started drinking the Peloton Kool-Aid and that was only in April. And then, um, in July he, I was asking him, I said, I really want to order this bike. And he said, I don't know if we want to invest in that. And I said, okay, you take one class on my spin (laughs) bike, take one class and tell me that it doesn't suck. (laughs) <laughs> and he was like, okay. So he took one class on the spin bike and he was like, yeah, we're going to order the Peloton. <laughs> that night we ordered the Peloton and it has been the best thing ever. Okay. So, wow. All of that. I love how enthusiastic you are. You remind me of me whenever I first started, but I have so many questions for you. So, so like that approach never would have worked for me because Tom wouldn't have gotten on the bike. No, like, I'd have been like, how about you get the bike, but I don't ride it. I believe that's exactly <laughs> how it played out. As long as you get the bike, who cares? Yeah, it doesn't uh, matter. <laughs> see, it's funny where you went, where I went in my head is uh, when you said you got the bike because of your sister, I was like, is your sister going to be upset? That she led you to Peloton, and you got the interview. And you got inter- you're on the clip out, and she, she did. Like, well. She did say she was like, exactly. How did you manage this? And I was like, I don't know. I just thought to myself, let me just reach out to Crystal and see. She'll probably be like, oh, you're so sweet, but no. And you were like, you were like, okay, and I was like, oh. It's like Ghostbusters We got one Yeah I was I was like Score (laughs) So does your sister Live near you Because you mentioned That you live in Alaska So Mm -hmm. I'm I'm wondering about The logistics Of getting a bike In Alaska Like that sounds So far away It is And so no My whole family I'm from New Orleans Originally And so my Yeah My sister Shout out to Jen Steen Love you Um, (laughs) She lives in New Orleans With my whole family And then We live in Alaska Which is where my husband is from And we ended up moving here For his job But Yeah So we live in Juneau Where you cannot Drive into Juneau You either have to fly Or come by boat And so My bike Came here on the ferry and there's no, there's no team here. So my husband had to go to the ferry dock, pick up the bike in boxes, bring it home. We loaded it into our gym and then he set it up all by himself, completely set the whole thing up. So is there an extra delivery? Is it cost more to get it delivered to Juno? 
It was pretty pricey, but I finagled my way into a refund because when I originally ordered my bike, that was my specific question was like, there's no way there's going to be a team here to set it up. And she was like, oh, no, no, they'll come to your house. They'll set the whole thing up. And then it, like a week later after I ordered my bike, they were like, psych. No, get it. <laughs> and so I called them and I was like, oh, you know, I'm pretty much explained. And they were like, oh, we'll just refund you the delivery fee. And I was like, oh, all right. Well, that's Sold. cool. So, yeah, yeah, because yeah, shipping anything. The only <laughs> the only people that ship for free up here, are Amazon. And even that our prime is like two weeks, not two days. So what? it's funny. My next question was going to be, <laughs> yeah. how's Amazon prime working? Juno? Oh my like God. That's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Occasionally you get a little surprise where you'll get a notification being like your order's coming today. And you're like, sweet. But yeah, you have to really, if I'm ordering Christmas presents for the kids or anything like that, you got to think way far out because it takes at least a week or two. And then sometimes it's like, Oh, it was delayed in customs and da da Cause it goes through Canada. And so, oh, yeah. Okay. It's, it's so hey, weird yeah. that it would take longer for Christmas presents to get there because geographically you're so much closer to Santa. <laughs> right. Right. You would think yeah. Santa would just fly down from the North pole. It's, but no. it's so weird yeah. the way the routing works. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's his distribution center. Is I that think. what it is? Yeah. 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 It's supply yeah. chain. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, it was a process. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> wow! Wow, that does sound. So, how does a New Orleans girl? Excuse me, Nolans. There you go. There you go. Because <laughs> I don't sound like an husband. idiot when I say it that way. <laughs> I I don't bit. I don't like to mispronounce. I still call them salt and pepper. <laughs> I know. I'm the same way. Like I can't do it. I just salt and. Peppa. Just, it sounds wrong. It weird. sounds not, wrong. I'm not that cool either. So, yeah. <laughs> so how how do you, how do you end up with a husband who's from Alaska and then yeah. you, you end up in Alaska? <laughs> I know everybody asks me this because it's it's so bizarre. But um, I left Louisiana to go actually uh, move to Orlando, Florida, and I worked at Disney World for a while. Oh, and nice. my husband had followed a girl down to Orlando, and he was working. He's a pilot, so he was working. Um, as an airline pilot in Orlando and had um, started his own management company and was flying small airplanes down there. And we just ended up having mutual friends and we met, um, we started dating, we got married, we bought a house. Um, his ultimate goal was always to work for Alaska airlines. And so, um, he lived in Florida, um, built up all of his hours in order to be able to apply. And so right after we got married, I think we were in our first house for maybe a year and then they hired him. And wow! Nice. Hopefully, yeah. somewhere in that story, he broke up with the girl he followed to Orlando. <laughs> I, I mean, I, hey, whatever works for you guys. I don't. I'm just. No, no, we're not Mormon or anything. <laughs> <laughs> wow. well, everybody can address those letters to Stephanie. Or normally, <laughs> I'm the one that gets yelled at, and now it's going to be you. That's now okay. My you. kids yell at me all day. <laughs> yeah, so, no, uh, he, uh, he, yeah, he and I have been together now for like 11 years, going on 12. So, oh, awesome! Well, yeah. congratulations, yeah. that's very Thank cool. You. Yeah, what a circuitous route. Yeah, that's... so how long have you been in Alaska? Yeah, we moved here in 2015. Yes, that's right. Okay, so yeah, okay. 2015, and we lived in Anchorage for the first few years, but um, I really wasn't a fan of Anchorage and uh. So Juneau is a very small town. There's a lot of families. I had some girlfriends here already. Um, so we, we like it a lot better here. It's a good place to raise kids. 
That's awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. neat. We were in Alaska just last summer. Oh my gosh, it, it was feels just like forty-five last summer. It years does ago. Feel yeah. so long ago. <laughs> did you do a cruise? Or yeah, did, we did. Yeah. We did a Disney cruise, and so we did Catch oh, nice. Can and Skagway. Skagway. And I haven't and been to Skagway yet, but I want to go. It's uh, when it's open and there's tourists. You know, pre-COVID, it's yeah. supposed to be a really fun place. It is, and uh, one of our fellow Peloton friends is there too. Yeah. So if you if you do go, let me know. Oh um, yeah, I will. I can I can connect you too. So Perfect. <laughs> love it. But it's just such a like. Uh, it's just such a different way of life up there. It is, yeah, yes, yeah. It's, but the boys, like my boys, love it because oh, um, yeah. their dad can fly an airplane, so they get to go on airplanes all the time. And then we have a boat, so we go boating, and they get to do fishing and hiking. And we take our boat. There's some warm springs, like warm hot springs, natural springs, and we do that. I mean, it's just it is from coming. I'm a southern girl, so like coming from the south and coming up here, I knew it was going to be an adventure, and that's kind of what drew me to coming here with my husband, but it's been so, it's been hard in some aspects, but then it's also been really great. And my kids love, they love it. Well, that, that's awesome. And I, I'm wondering about the difficulties because I know, I know when we were talking offline, you know, you told me that there's been a journey that you've had with, with anxiety and depression and all of that. And, and I would, I would love to hear that. And also I'd love to hear if that how that like coincided with moving to Alaska, because I know there's special things to think about with the daylight up there. So, yeah, so I, I never had anxiety or depression ever. I didn't even know what anxiety would feel like before I came up here. And it wasn't so much being in the darkness. I mean, it's definitely hard because it's when you get to a point where it gets to be the longer days, you're almost up to 24 hours of darkness. And it's not quite 24, but on the longest days, I mean, it gets in the 20s as far as hours of darkness. And so it is hard in that aspect. But I was here for a year before I had kids. And so and it didn't really bother me, especially because my husband's job, we got to get out traveling out during the winter pretty much is like key. And so um, but once I had the kids and both my kids were born in the winter, um, my first baby was fine, like as far as the labor and everything like that. But he had I swear he was sick like the whole first year of his life. And so I lost a lot of weight and stopped exercising because I wasn't eating because I was so stressed. And then um, before he was even two, in fact, he turned one in February. And then I believe it was in March, I got pregnant with my second baby. So then I was going to have a toddler who was under two and then a newborn. And then we moved to Juneau also. And so it was just a lot going on. And so during the pregnancy, everything was fine. Um, The labor was amazing. I actually wanted to do natural labor with my first and I didn't get to. So with my second one, I got to do a natural labor and a water birth, which was really important to me. And so that was great. But then the first night that we took him home, I remember laying awake and I could hear him breathing funny. And it sounded, I don't know if you've ever heard a pug breathe, how they like sound like they're snorting, like it's labored. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what he sounded like. And I remember I picked him up and I sat in the recliner with him and I stayed up all night listening to him breathing. And the next day I took him to the pediatrician and she said, no, I don't like the way that sounds. I'm sending you to the NICU. So she sent us to the NICU and uh, I was 
hysterical, <laughs> of course, because I have this tiny little human who's having a hard time breathing, which is an extremely scary thing. And so we went to the NICU and I remember it was like five doctors and nurses all around this little incubator. They put him in there and they're attaching him to all these wires and monitors. And I was a mess. And they were trying to ask me questions. And I was like, just ask my husband, ask my husband, I can't answer you right now. And so we were in there for two days, I believe. And then they released us. They told us his oxygenation levels were fine, but he was having a blocked nostril. And as time went on, as his nostril cap or his nasal cavity grew, then the problem would just solve itself. So what happened was, is that normally babies cry when they come out of the womb, you know, and mm -hmm. expel amniotic fluid and anything else that is up in their nasal cavity. Well, he didn't, he didn't cry. Oh. So I guess he had things that were blocking. And then also just the tininess of his nasal cavity combined those things to make it hard for him to breathe. And so we went home, everything was fine. A month later, though, my mom, thank God she was in town because my husband was gone. He woke up in the middle of the night and he was having such a hard time breathing that you could, when he unzipped his pajamas, you could see his rib cage because he was Aww. pulling his chest in so hard to breathe. And so I rushed him to the ER. It was two in the morning. My mom stayed with my older son and he had um, RSV, which I don't know if you've ever heard of RSV, but it's a respiratory virus oh and it can gosh. be really dangerous for infants. As in adults, it just presents itself like a bad cold, but in infants, it is really dangerous. And so they put him immediately on a breathing treatment. We were in the ER, I think for two days, maybe three days. And then they released him. So all this combination of factors with this child, that's, and it was also in the winter. And that's when I started every single night, I would wake up with in a full blown panic attack. I mean, okay, I yeah, was, I yeah. get that. Yeah, I, I, I totally was, yeah. get that. You, your body was like trained to be on high alert for everything. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, my gosh. So I would wake up and I would have racing heart, sweating, nausea, like, couldn't could physically could not calm myself down. And it was every single night. And then in combination with the loss of sleep, it makes your anxiety worse. So I felt like I was just living under this cloud. And I thought, you know what, I can't do this anymore. And so I went to a therapist and she put me on anti-anxiety medication, which was fine. I was happy to do anything that was going to make me feel better. But she also, I remember her looking at me and saying, what is one thing you used to do for yourself? that you don't do anymore. And I said, I used to run. And she goes, well, why don't you do that anymore? And I was like, I don't know, I have a toddler and an infant. And I just, it's not something that I think about. I just think about taking care of my kids. I don't think about taking care of myself because they're so little. And she was like, you have got to find something to take care of yourself, to do for yourself. She was like, I don't care what it is. You need some sort of an outlet. And so I started the anti-anxiety medications and that was all fine. And it was a few months after that, that I started kind of running again, but not really. And I would do it sporadically and I was still having a lot of anxiety. And then um, my sister had texted me about Peloton and she said, I think this would be really good for you. And so I was like, okay. And I swear, I took that first class and I was immediately hooked. <laughs> and now, now I work out every single day pretty much. I'm really bad about taking days off, <laughs> but I have lowered my anxiety medication in hopes wow. of eventually weaning off of it. I am so much happier. Even my husband is like, you are a whole new person because Aww. it's, I'm, I'm so positive where I used to complain all the time. And I was so negative all the time. And I just was never happy. I was 
just not in a good place. But now like physically, emotionally, mentally, I am just so happy. I'm in the best shape of my life. I've lost like 18 pounds. Wow. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And this is all since April. Like it's been this huge change in such a small amount of time. But between the outlet of exercise and then, you know, how amazing the instructors are. Absolutely. The things that you hear while you're sweating out your emotions. I I saw multiple therapists. I talked to my girlfriends. I talked to my husband. Like nobody could do what this has done for me. And it's just been such a transformation. And I am just, I'm like, okay, I can't stop this. It's amazing. (laughs) So on that last point, I'm curious, do you think that that is about their words of empowerment? Or do you think that it's the combination of moving while you're processing? Like, what do you think is the for you is the key ingredient that makes it different than just a talk therapy situation? I think it is absolutely the movement in combination with the empowering statements that they have to make and the things that they have to say. Because for me, and I know that they say this a lot too, that movement is medicine. And I really always felt when I was a runner before my kids, I felt so much better after I went for a run. Even if, I, if I'd had a bad day or I just was feeling sluggish, I would go for a run and I would feel so amazing afterwards. And so now I'm not only feeling like I'm getting that exercise to let my stress out, but then I'm also feeling like I'm working with a training partner who is just motivating me and empowering me and making me see the good side of life, like flip the script and make me think about things in a different way. Instead of thinking of things negatively, like there's always some sort of something that you can look at your situation in a different way and say, you know what, I really am lucky. And so I definitely feel like it's a combination of the two. It's magic. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. I was just thinking uh, back to the story about your son, just like just how lucky you are that Juno has that sort of healthcare oh infrastructure. Oh my gosh, yeah. It's so far removed. Uh, you know, I that was where my head immediately went. And like, how far do you got to go to get stuff like that done? Well, Great actually, question. so we were in Anchorage because I had my first son in Anchorage and I wanted the same midwife to deliver my second son. So gotcha. my mother-in-law at that time was living in Anchorage. So right around my due date, we went to Anchorage to have him. And thank God I did because there is no NICU in Juno. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. okay. yeah. Wow. I, was just so I would have had I... to have been medevaced out to Oof. the NICU. Ah, which would add a whole yeah. other layer. Yeah. If you weren't going through right. enough. Yeah. And bills. Yeah. yeah. And the bill. <laughs> and the bill, yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the hefty bill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so are both sons healthy now? It sounds like they are. You said they're like really active and rambunctious. Is everybody all good? Yes, they are very healthy and very happy. And we are very lucky um, because there's lots of ways it could have gone. But no, they are very healthy and extremely active. And yes, they're all good. Wow. Thank God. Yeah, definitely. Oh, man. So did you you said you were taking anti-anxiety medication? Did you ever have to take anything for depression as well or or whatever medicine you were taking? Not that you have to share that. Did it address both? It did. Yeah. So it was it's kind of, um, I guess, a combo anxiety, depression sort of medication. So, yeah, it, it definitely did both. I'm always curious about that because I, I'm fascinated by the fact that anxiety and depression so often go hand in hand. Like mm-hmm. to me, that's that's really interesting the way our our brain works. It's like it's like there's got to be something in there that's like this isn't healthy and this isn't working, which then makes you feel depressed, you know, because you're so anxious about everything. But then it doesn't 
I don't know why it doesn't offer you this like help switch of like, hey, <laughs> I would have been so nice. Run. I know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just feel like because I was having the anxiety, then I just got so angry and upset that I was feeling this way and I couldn't do anything about it. No matter what I did, I would, you know, do breathing exercises and like all these things that I was finding is like nothing, nothing helped me. And so nothing helped me like exercise and what I've been doing has for sure. So yeah, it is weird. And I wasn't, I wouldn't say like depressed, like in a, some people get where they can't get out of bed. That was not the way that I was because I knew my children needed me. But I w- definitely was not there for them. You know, I'm so I'm a so much better of a mom, a friend, a wife now than I was then. That's incredible. And I so. think that's it. You know, when people talk, when, like when your doctor was telling you about, you know, you got to take care of yourself. I think a lot of times people lose sight of the fact that taking care of yourself up to a point is taking care of your children. Yeah, you know I mean, like you, yes. you know, yeah, you got to be. You have to be in a certain mindset and healthy place to be able to take care of them effectively. Yeah. And I, I definitely was had mom guilt is real. Y'all mom guilt is real. And it (laughs) doesn't ever go away. Not that that's really something you want to hear, but (laughs) no, I know my mom has told me that hundreds of times. And I'm like, I totally believe you because mom guilt is real and it is so powerful. And you just feel even now I have days where I go for a long run or something. And I'm like, God, I'm missing out on time with my kids. And, but I mean, they're fine. And when I come home and I'm so happy, then they're like, mom, you want to play? And I'm like, yeah, I do. Rather than being like, oh, not right now. (laughs) Right, right. But by making yourself healthy, you're also getting yourself more time with your kids. Yeah. Like it's, it's also, you're adding on to the end of your life, which is great. That'll be more time you get with them. Yeah. (laughs) It, It is definitely important. I also think that when you're a new mom, it's hard to focus on yourself because I really think that our bodies are just kind of like trained to just focus on the baby. And and if especially if you have two, I never had two little ones at the same time. So I don't know how that feels, but I can only imagine that it would make it more intense, more more ways that you have to split up your time. And so like biological from a <laughs> biological. Yeah, <laughs> that level. Um, It's like it's like you're just so focused on their needs. And then at some point their needs become a little bit less. But like you're already on that wavelength, that that schedule. And it's hard to pull back and be like, what do I need now? Now they don't need me as much. What can I do for me? Like I that never occurred to me to even have that conversation. So I think a lot of women go through that. I, I think that's a pretty common easy thing to fall into and then add panic attacks on top of it. I can't even imagine how difficult that was to like get out of that cycle. So it was and it was it's funny that you say that because so when I was going through that time, my sister called me and she said, you know what, I have a, a girlfriend who's been through she's not going through it anymore. But she went through exactly what you're going through. Her husband's a doctor. Here's what medicine she's taking. And she wants to talk to you. So I talked to her and she gave me all this advice and she pretty much was like pep talking me like, this is not going to be forever. You will not feel this way forever. It's you're going to get through this. And um, I would periodically text her if I was having a really bad day or whatever. And now I had a girlfriend text me just yesterday that said, I have a friend that's going through a really hard time and she wants to know what you went through. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm on the other side of this. This is so nice. And now I can help someone else. And so a lot of moms go through it and I'm really uh, keen on talking about it because a lot of people don't talk about it and they think that there's shame in getting help or taking medication. And I'm just like, you know what? It's not going to hurt you. It's only going to help you. And if you need that, do it. 
do whatever is going to make you a better you and more happy. I totally 100% agree with that. And I think there's a stigma attached to it. I think the shame that you said. And I also think that, you know, I, I personally have dealt with being very anxious. I am a very anxious person and depression as well. And I didn't want to take medicine because I didn't want to lose parts of me and I didn't want to be dependent on the medication. Like I didn't want, I was afraid I wouldn't feel emotions in the same way I felt them before. I was afraid that I wouldn't be who I am at my core, you know? And and I think, I think that's really scary to Mm -hmm. some people like myself. And, and so I think that's another reason that people don't talk about it because it's a weird thing to think that like taking a drug could make you a different person. But we all know people who have taken recreational drugs (laughs) that have become different people. And so it's hard not to relate those two things, you know? Right, right. And I did, I did have a fear about because I don't even like to take Tylenol. Like I am not. Yeah, I I just don't. My husband's the same way. We just don't like to take medication. And so when she was like, I'm going to prescribe this, I was like, "Eh, I don't know. But I was in such a bad place that I was so desperate that I was like, I will do anything that will make me feel better as long as it's not going to harm my body. Absolutely. I get annual blood work every year and everything's always fine. But like I said, now I'm like coming down off of it. I'm like trying, you know, to I'm like, I want to try to live without this. I put the bandaid on for a while, but, you know, I'm not going to do this. I don't want to do it forever. And you shouldn't. Um, yeah, depending on yeah, what your doctor I, says, but <laughs> right, right. And I think that's a good thing for people if they're in a similar situation to keep in mind that some people, you know, it's a maintenance thing that they need to stand forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, for other people, it's a means to an end, and you can you can maybe kind of get over the hump and then find other avenues like you discussed, and then you can start to to back off of it. So if it if it does intimidate you, there, that's always a potentiality. Absolutely. Yeah. So. um yeah, do, I just I would just say do what you need to do in order to be your best self, to feel your best, you know, work with your doctor and, you know, do what's right for you. And there's no shame in, in anything that you need to do to make yourself feel better. I agree 100 percent. And I, I have a question, too. Um, It sounds like all the exercise that you're doing is very cardio focused, which I know raises your endorphin level and love it. But I'm also curious if you ever do any of the weight programs that, you know, the the weight classes that Peloton has. And if you get the same feeling after you're done with those classes. I do do the strength classes, but it definitely is in combination with cardio. I don't, I, well, the bike boot camp would be the one thing that I could say that I did get the endorphin, like feel good <laughs> because you can't not with as high as your heart rate is during those. It's insane. <laughs> they're so hard, but they're so great. And I, I've only done a couple cause I know they just came out, but I love them. But like today I went for a run and then I did a core class. But if I had just done that core class, then I would have been like, no, I need some cardio. So cardio is really what makes me feel the best, but I know I should be doing the strength in combination. So I do do the strength classes, but I also have to have some cardio to go with it. Absolutely. Yeah. I I was just curious if you were similar because I I love all the cardio and I've really been trying to focus on strength, but I, I can tell in myself for sure that like feel good feeling that I get, it's much more pronounced from cardio rather than strength. And I still enjoy the strength workouts. I love them, but it's a very different feeling. And so I was just curious if you had the same effect. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I have to really like sweat in order to yeah. feel really good. <laughs> like you accomplish so. something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, and I love it. So, 
I mean, I love the core classes and the weightlifting, the body weightlifting and like everything. I love it all. But, um, and I do sleep meditations and I do yoga and I do the stretch. I mean, I do all of it. I dabble in all of it, but I really, my main focus for me and what makes me feel the best is definitely sweating and getting a really great cardio workout. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Do you guys have a, a treadmill? Like it doesn't sound like you have a Peloton tread, but do you have a treadmill to run inside? I do. I have a treadmill. You actually can't get the Peloton tread in Alaska. Yet. I think the smaller <laughs> yes, tread. I know. I hope. I hope it's a yet. <laughs> Even though I'm, I don't let my husband hear me say that. <laughs> I guess I'll, I'll have heard it now. But yeah, we have this treadmill. And when we got the bike, he was like, how long till you need the treadmill, honey? And I was like, well. <laughs> as soon like, as they hey, start delivering. Yeah. Based, on, based on results, he can't complain. That's right. right. Like, that's that's yeah. true. That's true. He is all, I mean, he comes in. He's so funny. Well, he works out with me, Tom. Um, so <laughs> he, he'll like today I was on the treadmill taking a run with Matt Wilpers and he was on the bike doing a ride with Dennis. And then he was done before me and he, he'll come randomly come in the gym and be like, get it, honey. Go, go, go. <laughs> <laughs> so he is like full on you do it I know it's making you feel so great I love the person that you are now and how happy you are so yeah he uh yeah he's all about it so yeah he can't complain that's awesome <laughs> yeah I was just trying to imagine how you could possibly run outside in Alaska like during the winter you know I was just like I was like how how would a person even do that on a regular basis you know I I don't think I run outside so, like during the winter. No, I run outside here in the sure, summer sure. and then it, like, you know, even the fall days, sometimes it's really rainy, but you just go out anyway. Cause sometimes you just need to run outside. But in the winter, I don't think I've ever run out here in the winter. I've always done it on the treadmill, but I do see people do it and they put really? ice cleats on their tennis shoes <laughs> and run. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to get on my treadmill. Like that seems like a lot for me. <laughs> Yeah, I would. That's yeah. It's safer. Yeah, it's safer. yeah. And I'm like, you know what? My 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 gym's really warm, so <laughs> no ice, no snow. No, right. Yeah. <laughs> but people, some people, you know, more power to you if that's your thing. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> so I'm just curious, real quick, since Juno's kind of remote, what's COVID like up there? Is oh, it? Oh yeah, good question. Is yeah. it like kind of? It, does it feel safer because it's harder for it to kind of encroach? Or there's so many outdoor situations there too. Yeah, they've been, Juno has been super cautious, very, very cautious. So we don't have very many cases here. The public schools are closed. They're all doing virtual learning. The private schools are open. So like my son, my oldest son is in private preschool. And so he goes three days a week. All the teachers have to wear masks and gloves and everything is sanitized. You have to wash your hands. They wash their hands probably 10 times a day, you know, all that kind of stuff. But the restaurants are open. The bars shut down for a little bit because there was a little bit of an outbreak from a, a big social gathering that somebody had. But they're super conservative here. And so um, I actually have a nurse who works at the hospital here, a nurse nurse friend. And um, I ran- randomly text her and say, hey, what's it like over there now? And she, I mean, there's been nobody here on ventilators. There's been nobody that's been severely ill and hospitalized like they've made they may have had a few cases go through and then they sent them home they recovered and so but they're very very cautious up here right now so that's awesome that is, i yeah. mean that it's that, it, that they're yeah. they're being careful yeah. and, and that yeah, you're keeping no. your numbers down that's wonderful <laughs> well and you just and we do feel like we're kind of in a bubble here a little bit right. at least i do i feel a little bit removed from the rest of the country and a little bit safer so sure yeah yeah, yeah I would get that. Speaking of school, like, you know, during regular times, what's it take for a kid to get a snow day in Juneau? Yeah, that's a great question. 
It takes a lot. I don't know that there was one, I think one snow day last year that my wow. son, yeah, my son. And had what was that day? How bad was that day? <laughs> the snow was up to my roof. No, <laughs> we had to dig our way out. No, um, I, it was, it was pretty, it might've been like three or four feet. In and one day? Yeah. In a day? In a day? Well, no, not in a day. I'm lying. I don't know. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. She's like, I'm not a meteorologist. <laughs> I'm not a meteorologist, and I really feel like I just, my head is so consumed with my daily life with my kids that I sure. kind of, like, my mom will call me to give me news updates. I'm like, what happened today? I don't know. <laughs> no, I totally and get so, that. Every um, time I talk to my mom, all she wants to do is talk about the weather. And I'm like, it's not that different. We live two hours away from each other. I don't, yeah. I don't know. And I don't care. I did my thing. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I think that day it was that we had to pick him up early. It was more that the roads were really bad. So they were worried about the roads being so icy more than the snow, but it would have to be pretty bad for them to get a snow day because yeah. I mean, we really don't get incredible amounts. Anchorage gets a lot more snow than we do. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't north, take much like, here. You're, you know, it like it spits snow uh, and we're like, oh, better totally. cancel. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I used to live in St. Louis. And so you I did? do know that I did. I lived there for a while. Um, I, I followed a guy there. And I lived in Afton. So you and your husband have something in common. You follow people. I know. I know. He followed him to a better place, though. I did. Yeah, we're we're meant to be. See. Um, Yeah, I lived in Afton for a little bit. Oh, okay. Just across the river there. That's awesome. Home of John Goodman. Is it? Yeah, John Goodman's from Afton. Really? Well, he lives in New Orleans now. Yes, he does. Yeah. You flipped. You flipped places. I know. Yeah, Yeah, we crossed paths. So, uh, what is your leaderboard name? My leaderboard name is Mom Swag Twenty Sixteen. I am a member of Robin's Sweat with Swagger crew, and she is my like, she's my guru. I love her. Did you <laughs> take the so, Hamilton um, ride last night? I was on the Hamilton ride with you, and I <laughs> stuffed you on the leaderboard and high fived you like three times till you high fived me back. <laughs> <laughs> It was hard. There was, were a lot of them. I, I was high fiving like the whole I only, time. I only had like three people high five me, and then I was like, Crystal probably has like just a whole like. So my husband, my hot. husband, my husband came in. I'm doing this ride, and I was like, it, it popped up because I follow you, and it was like, flip out Crystal's on this ride, and I was like, oh my god, and he was like, who's that? And I was like, that's the girl interviewing me tomorrow. Hello. <laughs> and so I was like, high five, and you didn't. And I was like, high five, high five. I was like, I'm just gonna annoy her. <laughs> I do remember seeing that because I high fived you and you high fived right back, and I was like, "Oh, I'm I'm not doing it again. It's too much effort." To, it was like right in the middle of an interval. I was like, "I can't." Oh, God, I can't. That's, that's her arms workout. Doing high fives. But yeah, no, I was I was on that I was on that ride, and I was actually on the live ride when she announced she was pregnant. My sister and I were oh. taking that ride together, and she announced she was pregnant, and so that was really fun to be on my with my sister on that ride. So, um, but yeah, no, I just mom swag 2016. I mean, I, I became a mom in 2016. I love Robin. And I feel like she always talks about, Oh God, I can't get enough mom swag. I love mom swag. So I was like, perfect. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Wow. So, uh, do you have any advice for people just getting their bike? I do. I feel like when I first got my bike, I was so focused in on like, 
output and I wanted a PR and I wanted to go up the leaderboard and I got kind of stressed about it. And I was like, this is stupid. Like I'm just going <laughs> to get on the bike and I'm going to have fun and I'm going to work hard and whatever my output is, is what my output is for that day. And it'll be fine. But I still got on the bike and I did it. So just get on your bike, do the workout, have a great time, enjoy, take a multitude of instructors. I just took a Just King experience the other day and yeah. I was my first one. It was awesome. It was so amazing. And so, yeah, just have fun with it. Don't overthink it and be glad that you have a Peloton in the first place. <laughs> Very good advice. Absolutely. Very good advice. Well, I guess uh, before we go, uh, where can people find you on social media if you would like to be found? Sure. So I am um, S Ward, W-A-R-D, 0514 on Instagram. I am Stephanie Ward on Facebook and I am MomSwag2016 on Peloton. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us. And uh, I know you were kid free during this time. And I know. And my husband was like, why don't you text me when you're done? So maybe I'll wait like a half hour. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that Tom won't shut up. <laughs> kick, kick back, read a book, watch your favorite yeah. movie. <laughs> then whenever this whenever this episode comes out, you can be, I can't believe how much they edit out of these things. <laughs> I know, it's so weird. He's like, it was only 30 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Too funny. Well, thank you again for doing this. It was a lot of fun. Uh, And it was also very educational. Thank you for sharing your your journey and and your experience with anxiety and depression. I I really appreciate having those discussions with people and kind of keeping it real. You know, that's that's yeah, definitely. No, no fakeness. Just tell it like it is. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. This was so much fun. It was. You have a good night. (laughs) Thanks. You too. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Okay. I guess that brings this one to an end. That Uh, it does. So uh, until next time, where can people find you? People can find me at facebook.com slash crystal O'Keefe. They can find me on Instagram, Twitter, the bike or the tread at clip out crystal. And you can find me on, on Instagram, on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram, but it's a waste of your time. Uh, Follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. And then find the show online at facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there. Like the page, join the group, and of course, sign up for the newsletter at theclipout.com. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep pedaling and running. Mm-hmm.